You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. In previous episodes on this program, we've talked to people who have used cannabis for treating a serious brain injury. Today, we're talking to a man who has dealt with three traumatic brain injuries. And joining us from New York State is James Wilson. James, good of you to do this. Thanks very much. Well, thank you, Ian and Corey. Thank you. Tell us about your very first brain injury. How did it happen? Oh, geez. Wow. I was actually a passenger inside a box truck at work. And um, we, me and the driver had just dropped off a, a bunch of empty pallets and we're on our way back to the docks. And um, he drove underneath a too low overpass and threw me headfirst into the windshield. Oh, my God. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate that I, we didn't go through it, but, uh, you know, had some pretty serious complications after that. Like, like what? Uh, well, a couple days later, all of a sudden, my legs started shaking. I, I couldn't, I couldn't walk without a cane. Um, I was what twenty four, twenty five years old, and uh, my legs. Every time I stood up, they just shook. Like they couldn't hold hold my body weight at all. Um, I had serious confusion, um, short term memory loss. Uh, I would. I later found out that. I was having uh, petty mal seizures where I would just kind of blank out, even in the middle of conversations. I, I just would be gone for a few minutes at a time, and uh, I didn't even realize it. What are those called, James? Petty mal seizures. Petty mal. Like we've all we've all heard of the the grand mal seizures of, of the epilepsy, mm-hmm. um, but the petty mal seizures are pretty much like the where your brain just shuts off, and. Um, you're just you're just blank stare for a few minutes at a time, sometimes even longer, depending on the person. Now, how how long did these uh, after effects of your brain injury last? I believe I'm still dealing with them. Honestly, uh, that was 13 years ago, my first one. Um, but I was unable to work for a year and a half at that time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't work at all. Um, I couldn't even move my head for about six months. It was just stuck in place due to the swelling and everything going on with the neck and, and the whiplash. Um, like I had a, probably an inch of rotation on my head wow. for about six months. Yeah. Were you wearing one of those collars that they give you? I remember asking them and they said no, that it's that it was actually better for me to not to, which I didn't understand at that time. <laughs> but <laughs> I made it through and, and I can move my head now, but were you on any medication at all? They tried. They tried to get me to, but I had uh not a very good feeling about pharmaceuticals even at that point. Um, so the most that I was willing to take was more like ibuprofen and, uh, pretty much that was it. 
Um, they wanted to give me narcotics, which I refused. I was just like, I, I know too many people that have gotten addicted to them, and I don't want to go down that road. Mm. No, so that was your first traumatic brain injury. Yep. What was your second? The second one, I was, again, I was at work, and uh, I was working at a group home at the time, and we took the the people to one of our museums here in New York State, and um, I dropped my sunglasses and didn't realize that there was a chair in front of me, so I went down and hit my head like full force on the back of the chair. Pretty much, it sent me for a loop, <laughs> took me right back to all the symptoms, came back everything i was i was out of work again for another year from that one with the same symptoms that you had the first time pretty much yeah 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 boy you've got to quit working yeah (laughs) it's really hazardous for your health it is it is (laughs) so you were me if i could if i could afford to i would yeah i I hear you yeah that was your second what about your third one my third one was two years ago, and uh, where we're at, where I live now, is in a uh, it's a forest of uh, pine trees, and they are very thin trunks. And one of the pine trees, I was outside um, putting up a fence for one of our gardens, and one of the pine trees. It was a very windy day, and it decided it was time to to fall over. It was falling away from me, so I was like, wow, you don't get to see a tree fall that often, you know. So I watched it fall, and then it hit another tree, split in half, and came right back and smacked me right in the head again. Oh, you have the worst luck. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh. And uh, I I don't believe it knocked me out, but it definitely knocked me down. Um, I believe I tore some muscles in my left side. Um, I still have pain from that scar tissue, um, and uh, I was—I mean, I was—I was gushing, gushing blood from my head. I was <laughs> had to run inside saying, "Call nine one one immediately," you know. So, did some of the issues from your first traumatic brain injury resurface again? Oh yeah, I—I I believe that now it's—it's it's definitely the issues from the first one. And new issues now from this third one, specifically. Um, I have a very hard time still with uh, memory issues, uh, confusion. Um, My left eye doesn't doesn't like to track all the time with my right eye. So it it can kind of, I almost like seeing double vision, seeing out of both eyes, but in different directions. Um, and that can screw with cognitive balance and uh, memory and, and anxiety, things like that, too. James, in the past, when we've talked to people who have had traumatic brain injuries, one of the things that I've noticed that they refer to is anger issues, that some sometimes they get they get angry. Is, yeah. Is that ever surfaced with you? That definitely has anger issues, um, and and it's it's made it difficult to try to raise kids, but we make it work. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that struck me when when people refer to that because I used to live in a house, uh, owned a house that was built in uh, the early 1900s, about 1911, somewhere around there, mm. and the basement was smaller, and uh, I had to duck to go up the stairs. 
and this was before the cell phones and, and the internet. And I heard the phone ring upstairs, so I ran to get it, but I didn't duck enough. Oh. And I smacked my head. And yeah. one of those things where you see stars and you're jolted. You kind yeah. of ran right into it, didn't you? I ran right into it. I, I know, because I can see that flat forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Kidding. Thank, Kidding. Thanks a lot. But I must have a box forehead by now. Yeah, I did it a couple of times, and I I noticed throughout my life I've had I've dealt with anger issues, and I'm wondering if I suffered uh, a problem, and not to talk about me, but I'm I'm uh, I want to refer to a couple of weeks ago when I, I was in the bathroom and I was wiping the the baseboard clean. And I got up and I smacked my head on, on the cupboard. And Jesus, it hurt. And right away, yeah. I, I got a headache. And so I started taking uh, a CBD after a couple of hours. And I take one every every hour and a half, mm. CBD, THC. And mm. uh, it helped. But I thought when we arranged this interview with you and you, you talked about your traumatic brain injuries, I wanted to ask you about the anger issues to see if yeah. that's that surface. So that really is uh, an effect of having a, a, a brain traumatic oh, brain Oh, you injury. bet. You, you bet. It was definitely uh, mood swings, too, even mm. from grief to fear also can come into play, too, and even with no reason for it either you know um and anger like 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 you're saying sometimes mostly for myself now nowadays is more of get anger with myself because i know i should be able to do certain things but i can't seem to figure it out or my hands don't move the way that they need to or my head just doesn't quite grasp the concept of whatever it is it could be something simple it could be simple math and i'll just get pissed at myself like dang it I, I should know this but um it's definitely something that i've had to come to uh come to grips with and um develop basically coping mechanisms to to deal with that have you found that over the years it's becoming less and less it's diminished somewhat the i i believe that a lot of it has to do with attitude um and i would have to say honestly also Depending on the severity of the of the injury to begin with, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, I, I think a healing process um, comes into play, and believe me, cannabis has has been a big part of that too. How did that enter the picture for you, cannabis? That was uh, my brother in law. Believe it or not, um, he has always been an advocate for cannabis use. And uh, me, for a long time, I wasn't against it, but I was just like, you know, it's not for me. I don't need it. I was, you know, I used it when I was a teenager and a little bit into my 20s, but I was like, ah, it's not really for me. But he kept telling me and kept telling me, you know, this has been shown to help with people with brain injuries. This was after my third one. And uh, so I started doing some research and I found, uh, found what, I think four or five studies that we're starting to come out on brain injuries and cannabis use and how it has helped. And um, at the time, I was going to the concussion clinic at the local city, Syracuse. And um, so I brought it up to them, you know, my caregivers down there. And uh, they looked at me and they said, you know, there's absolutely no studies 
done or being done about using cannabis and brain injuries. And as a matter of fact, what we do know is that it makes everything worse. And I was like, wow, that's interesting because I just read like four or five studies on them over this last week. So thank you, but I won't be coming back. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, either either they just didn't know or they were outright lying about it. And I was like, well, I don't want to be there no matter what the reason was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they said to you, listen, we really don't know, uh, but if you want to research it, that's fine. You, right. You would have been fine with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Tell us about starting cannabis. Okay. Um, well, at first, because I've been out of the, the quote-unquote scene for so long, it, w- it wasn't that easy to find because <laughs> I live in the middle of the woods, right? <laughs> so I, I ended up finding some uh, some friends of mine helped me out. And, um, you know, I was really nervous at first because I just didn't know what it would do or anything like that. But uh, I started using flowers that I got from friends of mine, and uh, I was like, at least mood-wise, it was an immediate change. Um, just the happiness was there. I started noticing within maybe a couple days that the pain was starting to go. I wasn't getting as many headaches. Um, as time went on, this is a matter of weeks, I was able to, um, I noticed the confusion was a, a lot less. Uh, memory was getting better. Um, at the time, I was a, before I started using cannabis, I was able to work about six hours a week. And uh, my wife had to drive me also. And uh, within maybe a month to two months, I was able to work full time and drive myself to work. That's amazing. Now, were you just smoking it? Yes. Okay. I can hear some chickens in the background. Yeah, I got a chicken coming up to say hi. Oh. <laughs> this is our first chicken on the show. You know that? Oh, okay. That's, right. yeah, that's right. our first wind chimes, too, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Oh, nice. <laughs> so do you just continue to smoke? Uh, I use that. I use the flowers, and I use uh, CBD oil, a 1,000 milligram CBD oil. CBD from hemp or CBD from cannabis? From cannabis. From cannabis. Awesome. Yep. Do you know what percent CBD you're taking? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, all I know is that it is a thousand milligrams awesome. CBD oil. Awesome. I know CBD's got a really great track record with uh, head injuries. Yeah, and I use that primarily throughout the day um, and save the flowers for nighttime. Um, once in a while, of course, I'll, I'll need the flowers throughout the day just for you know extra help with the pain or, or whatever. It's more uh, more of a nighttime ritual kind of thing. Have you ever fed it to your chickens? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) How much oil do you take a day? Um, CBD oil? Usually about three three drops in the morning. Sometimes I'll take it in the afternoon, um, about lunchtime, maybe right after lunch. So maybe six drops of the 1,000 milligrams. And uh, then, of course, at at night with the flowers, that's that's a different story anyway. How do you feel? Do you notice a, a difference from uh, not taking it to taking it? I mean, for for example, if you didn't take it one day, how would you feel compared to the days you do take it? Um, I've noticed that it's been more sluggish. I think that's the best way I can explain that. You know, um, 
for there has been a couple times where I've forgotten to take the CBD, and I was like, "Oh man, I forgot it. I forgot it at home or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed that the my personality is a little bit more slow. The concentration, can, you know, is a little bit more slower. Um, the balance issue is more balanced, but um, spatial awareness, knowing where things are, that that that. Uh, tends to get in my way too <laughs> i end up kicking doors when i'm opening them or yeah. running into walls and you know kind of thing do you uh communicate with other people with traumatic brain injuries that uh, are taking cannabis in any form uh my wife is one she uh she had a traumatic brain injury a year ago wow. and she uses the cbd also and how has that helped her uh, I believe she's she's better. <laughs> she's not complaining about it then. Not 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 as much. Mo- mostly for her, like her main thing that she's realized is um, her writing. She can she can't write like she used to, and that's w- one of her biggest frustrations. Also, because she's an artist, so she paints, mm-hmm. and her the line work is a lot more shaky even now. How did she suffer so, her injury? Um, we have a spiral staircase and she was uh, bringing a load of toys or whatever from our kids downstairs and missed one of the steps and fell about three feet down and onto the floor. Wow. Yeah. You guys are going to have to walk around with helmets. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder, when we were kids, you go out and play, and you fall, and, and you hurt yourself, and you land on your head. It makes you wonder today, knowing what we know today, how many yeah. how many of us as kids suffered from concussions, or, concussions or brain injuries? Yeah, yeah. Either that or and, we, maybe we just fell more gracefully back then. <laughs> yeah, maybe we fell more gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's also coming out a bit more, too, about, you know, kids in football and kids in soccer and, you yes. know, and the science is really starting to take more of a look at that. And thanks to uh, the doctor, I think it's Omalu, Dr. Omalu, um, who started breaking it with uh, the NFL here mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. And, um, the traumatic brain injuries that the football players are, are dealing with. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really serious issue, both uh, uh, football, hockey, yeah. any contact sport. And sure. one of the things that uh, they found uh, a number of years ago, even in soccer, you think that's that's a very tame sport, but uh, right. there's a lot of heading the ball. And yeah. when the ball, exactly. And when you do that, What's that do to your head? I've often wondered that. That ball is yeah. not a soft ball. Yeah. No, it's not. Not at all. Yeah. And that, I believe that they're they're starting to see the. I I know they call them CTEs, but I can't remember what that stands for. Um, but they're starting. It's the little black marks that they find in the brain from the different uh, head injuries. They are finding that with soccer players from primarily heading the ball. Yeah. That it, it it does cause a, a similar chronic, uh, reaction. Chronic traumatic encep- encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Say that five times fast. <laughs> One time fast might be enough. Corey. That was enough for me. Corey's quick on Google there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> James, have you ever thought of may, maybe taking cannabis oil with a combination of THC and CBD? 
Incredible. I have thought about it, yeah. Have you, have you tried it? I have not, not as of yet. But I'm excited to. Um, just being able to, to come up with the money to, to purchase some. It's it's expensive. But, yeah. But I think, you know, I don't know whether it would help you, but I'm just thinking that uh, maybe something, uh, a combination of the two. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I think it would be worth a try, even a one-to-one or something. Yeah. THC, a one-to-one tincture? Yeah, THC yeah. can really work wonders. Right. That's for sure. Right. I believe I'll be able to get some this next month. Um, or actually, now it's June, so this month. Which will be, uh, uh, that'll be exciting to, to try out and see how that works for me throughout the day. Are you allowed to grow your own in New York State? Um, as far as New York State laws are, no, we are not. But you live out. Not. You live out in the woods, so correct. You'd be okay. Yeah, we, we yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. We have. Um, I don't know. My my opinion on it is that our the laws that we have here, though we do have medical laws, but they are pretty much uh, archaic laws. Um, we have just a handful of uh, illnesses that are covered. We just got chronic pain on the list, but we're. We're only allowed tinctures, oils, and edibles, I believe. Um, maybe, maybe some vape also, vape kits. But we're not definitely not allowed flowers um, for whatever reason. It's probably more politics than anything else, you know. <laughs> James, after three traumatic brain injuries, what would you be like? Do you think if you didn't take cannabis? Uh, I don't believe I'd be able to work at all. That's for sure. I know my uh, mood swings would probably be too much to bear, and the kids, my kids, are seven and six years old, so they're you know they they don't deserve that kind of mood swings either. Um, I mean, they're just young, you know, um, and they wouldn't understand how what was really going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I, I think my relationship with my wife would probably still be okay because she's a very understanding woman um but it would probably bring a lot more stress to that um the friends that i have now i probably wouldn't have anymore you know what i mean um i'm a lot more social than i used to be that's for sure yeah that's one thing about cannabis it it really is a sociable medicine i guess yeah and uh as opposed to alcohol which you know you, you get around drunks and yeah you don't want to you don't want to hang around with a drunk no <laughs> no <laughs> but someone who's high or someone who's taking cannabis as a medicine i mean that that's fine i mean that's that's the difference between the two that a lot of politicians yeah. and those people who are opposed to cannabis really don't understand yeah yeah tell us about this collective that you're involved in Okay. Um, I'm a caregiver um, with a Canasense Total Wellness, and we are a California-based collective that reading the um, laws that we have in the Constitution um, realize that by having the Compassionate Use Act, which is California's medical law, that and, and Article 4, Section 1, of the constitution that actually medical cannabis is legal in all 50 states. And I can read that article to you just so you understand. And the people listening can understand too. 
So Article 4, Section 1 states that full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state. What the lawyers of Canisense have realized is that basically what that means is that the laws and provisions set forth in California for medical cannabis, the rest of the states have to allow their citizens to follow that law also. Um, so we currently have patients in, um, I believe, 49 states. Uh, the last one that we're missing is, is Alaska. Um, but we're shipping right to them medical cannabis. They go, they see a doctor um, through the telemedicine. And, um, I mean, we have thousands of people in, in, in our collective right now. So I, I'm not quite understanding this. Does, does this mean, okay. does this mean that uh, because I don't live in the U.S. So I apologize. Yes, sir. Does this no mean, problem. Does this mean that if there are medical cannabis patients in other states because of what happened in California, they should have equal access? Yes, that's basic. and that's what we that's what we help people do. We 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 help them get a doctor recommendation from a California uh, board certified doctor. Um, that it's free to join our collective as a patient, and um, they upload the the doctor recommendation to our website, to the registration form. We go through and approve it, and then we have an online apothecary that they can order from medical cannabis, and we have flowers and oils and the um, the Rick Simpson oil, um, tinctures, edibles, wax, a whole plethora of medicine. Tell me about uh, what your wife and yourself talk about in terms of having both suffered traumatic brain injuries you kind of look at each other and say holy what the, yeah <laughs> yeah what the hell's to. with us <laughs> sometimes we just have to look at each other and laugh <laughs> it's all you can do right yeah 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 because uh you know fortunately now I have someone with me that understands what, what's going on. <laughs> did she get frustra- um, did she get frustrated with you prior to her having uh, her incident as well? I'm sure to to some degree, um, but like I said, she's uh, very understanding. So she was just kind of a lot of times just let me kind of go off and throw my fit or whatever, and <laughs> and then uh, when I came back to the house, she'd be like, "Hey." Are you all better now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you deal with the uh, medical profession at all in terms of uh, your head injuries? In terms of head injuries? Um, pretty much just with my primary care. Okay. And um, he's more along the lines of taking the stance of this is your third one. You know you know what's going on. Um, but if things get worse, come on back and, and we'll run tests. We'll do whatever we collectively think is right. Well, it's yeah. so, it sounds like you, uh, you know, you're on the road to recovery. You, you're taking cannabis. Uh, things are, you're back at work, which is a huge improvement from, uh, from the past. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, so I think, you know, if you were to kind of venture into the combination of THC and CBD and, uh, just see what works for you, I think things will be fine. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm excited to, to get some this month. That's for sure. Yeah, that's great. Anything you'd like to say in conclusion, James? 
Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I can't think but of you might, re- might remember in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might remember in a few minutes. But um, I, I, do, uh, I do really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, I do listen to your show. I just found it, honestly, maybe two or three months ago, your podcast. And uh, I've listened to quite a few of the, the episodes and really happy that you guys are doing that. And I, I encourage others to share it. And I know once in a while you guys make mention of donations, so I, I'm excited to be able to do that sometime in the near future, and I hope that others do as well. No, we appreciate to keep you guys going. We appreciate that, and uh, Corey and I don't get any money from this, uh, and the donations are very, very slim. Yeah, extremely yeah. slim. We haven't even paid off the equipment. It kind of came out of our, well, not kind of, it came out of our own pocket. Came out and, of our, uh, sure. yeah. Neither of us are working, so we very much appreciate any yeah, donations we, we can get. We think this will work. Uh, <laughs> we, we believe we're doing something a little different than everyone else who yeah. does podcasts. People do podcasts on recreational marijuana. They do it on the business side, and yeah. Corey and I just decided to focus on the medical side and getting the word out there yeah getting the word out and uh, i think at some point you know there are companies in the u.s who have expressed interest but because of the strange laws in north america about uh whether you can sell cbd or whether you can't sell cbd Mm. it's uh their lawyers have uh, cautioned them about advertising, so I think at some yeah. at some point we think this will work, and it will work because of people like you who tell their stories and others who tell their stories as well. And uh, we're we're optimistic about uh, about the future. So we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, can I make one other quick note too? Sure. Is um, I just wanted to remind people too that um, it was December of this past year where. The DEA here in the U.S. Um, rescheduled or reclassified CBD as a Schedule One drug again. Yes. Right. Yep. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it's just something to be aware of because I know a lot of people still think that's fully legal. legal. Yeah. Um, as far as the DEA goes, and and it, and it's not. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's one of the issues that has caused us problems in terms of advertising. Yeah. People who yeah. want to advertise with us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing I, I love about the collective I'm in because we have a legal backing also. We have uh, lawyers that are ready to defend people for using their medicine. James, good to talk to you. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank, yep. You're welcome. Thank you. And that concludes another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. 
I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.